everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Wealth Guardians Radio Show, where we tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. I'm your host, I'm Doug Ray, and I appreciate you spending some of your Saturday morning with us. And let me also welcome back into the studio uh, my co-host, uh, Bryce Payne, and our producer, JB. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Carolina. Yeah, you guys ready for 2019? I'm excited. Oh, it's right here. There. Yeah, I am too. I'm ready pumped. To I mean, 2018, we're going to talk about market volatility in today's show. Whoa, 2018 was crazy volatile. Well, listen, before we get going, let me uh, always, uh, as I do, thank all of our veterans and our service members and our first responders. Uh, thank you so much for what you do, and um, we really appreciate you. All righty. So, you know, 2018, that was uh, that was an interesting situation. <laughs> To say the least. You know, December December was uh, nuts. Uh, we had a intraday bottom in December on December the 26th. That uh, Let me look at the notes here. 21,750 on the Dow. Christmas Eve was the worst Christmas Eve in market history. Wow. And I think somewhere along the way, we had a bear market on the S&P 500 intraday. What is 2019 going to bring us? Bryce, you got any idea? Well, uh, I'll summarize it by saying I'm not overly optimistic at this point. I totally agree with you. Um, we've got a lot of headwinds here. We've got, uh, you know, trade fears. We've got government shutdown. We've got border uh, wall disputes. Uh, we got deficits up to the eyeballs. I mean, a lot, lot of headwinds and, going and on there here. There are a lot of black swans out there ready to... Take flight, I'm afraid. And, and not to mention, the technicals of the market are terrible. I mean, uh, last week's show, we had uh, Bob on, and, and we talked a little bit about that. But uh, the technicals are about as ugly as they, they can possibly be. And um, technicals, folks, is the uh, setup of the market, the chart look, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I mentioned a moment ago about the, the intraday low at 21,750 on the Dow. I know the last couple of weeks, the market's been moving up. We've retraced probably close to 50% of the loss. Uh, but genuinely, genuinely, when when we have a situation like we've just been through, uh, that low has to be retested. So if you want to look out for something, write 21,750 on the Dow somewhere on your, your notebook or something, because I think we're going to revisit close. To, it doesn't have to touch it. It can get close. But here's what you're looking for. If it breaks through and goes lower, then we got we got trouble ahead. If it can bounce off of that and work its way back up and we start to see some fundamentals clear out, then I think we're in good good shape. Um, but you never know. This market could go either way. You know, Doug, JB, obviously no one's going to be able to predict exactly what the market's going to do. In, in fact, this market has just had such an uncanny ability to do essentially the exact opposite of what most people think it's going to do. Nobody out there expected the type of volatility that you're talking about, Doug, these spikes, these types of extreme days in the market essentially all happening at once after the market just has been on a low volatility, low risk, very bullish run since around 2010 and especially since the end of 2016, because these markets have just gone straight up since that point. Well, so what's going to happen from here? Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not optimistic. You know, is the punch bowl, is it being taken away from us? Is the decorations uh, being taken down? Are people being told to go home because the bull runs over? 
or is the bull run still in mid form? Just taking a quick break while people are out buying food and drinks and more punch. All good questions. We're going to dive into this and try to determine what's going to go on. And we're going to discuss this recent market activity and address many relevant factors and dial in on what to realistically expect from here in an effort to try to help you guys protect your retirement nest egg. Well, guys, the first place to start regarding all of this, obviously, is how the markets ended 2018 in historical fashion. Now, the markets ended a wild 2018 with an even wilder December. Right. In fact, it was one of the most volatile months ever. And that was after following the most volatile month in over 118 years <laughs> in October of 2018. So why is all of this suddenly happening? Man, I knew we set records, but 118 years, I didn't realize that, J.B. That's crazy. That's, that's some good uh, investigating work on you. You know, one thing for sure, it's been an in- intersection of events that have veered from mere breathtaking to hard to wrangle never before. The S&P 500's averaged a daily range of over 2%. For the month of December, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average has closed with triple-digit moves in all but a few sessions. This is just not normal statistics and a healthy market sign. No. Now, you know, as volatile as last year felt, really, it was not all that bad until the beginning of December. On December the 3rd, the S&P 500 was only down about 4.8% from its all-time peak. And that was achieved on September the 20th. Basically, the majority of the decline happened in December, which generally is not historically a bad month in the markets. In fact, it's typically a very good month. That's a great month, usually. Now, when the volatility is off the charts and this erratic, like what happened in October and then in December, it's very hard for money managers to react appropriately. It makes it nearly impossible to make the appropriate moves to protect accounts, which we are going to explain more in detail later. As of the end of last week, 11 of the 17 market days in December had the Dow down, which surely isn't a first. However, seven of those 11 days were down (laughs) 350 points. That is unique. Six of the 11 days were down 400 points or more, with one of those days down 800 points. And we had Christmas Eve drop of 650 points. That's incredible. Then, on the day after Christmas, the Dow Jones had its biggest point gain ever. Dude, Santa came to town. I'm getting seasick here. (laughs) It was up almost 1,100 points in that one day. And, you know, the day after Christmas, the markets opened sharply lower, getting down by about 800 points in the early afternoon. And then in two to three hours, the market reversed itself. And by approximately 1,000 points, and the Dow ended up for the day by 260 points. This is literally incredible and makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Did Santa bring you some seasick pills, Doug? Oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs> telling you. Well, you know, Doug, I, I was recently reminded of a simile that, that bear markets are like riding an elevator, while your bull markets are more like riding the escalator. And this, this to me, is just spot on. When markets get bearish or volatile, they become that very erratic and, and, and just have these very large swings very quickly, just like riding an elevator. And when that happens and you get these big jumps, both from the upside and the downside, these are the bearish tendencies in our bear market indicators. This is when things are not behaving, what my favorite word, rationally. But when the markets have low volatility and are behaving rationally in a bull market, that's when it's more like riding an escalator. 
slow process, mostly going up. But even on the days when it comes down, it's generally slight. So obviously right now we have a lot of the bearish indicators because of these extreme up and down days that we're going through the last, what, two months, two and a half months. Yeah, you're right, Bryce. You know, again, this just shows you how volatile markets can be and how quickly it can become volatile. And again, it's times like this, it makes it extremely difficult for nearly impossible for money managers to make the moves to protect or take advantage of. What I mean is, especially with the adaptive portfolio strategies that we use, money managers will make a lot of changes to the investment portfolios when volatility increases and market conditions change. They did a lot of that back in October. But then in December, it was very difficult to make any of those moves because how quickly markets came down without really any kickback. Right. No rallies. So many money managers are waiting for the normal bounce back or kickback rally in order for them to be able to make adjustments and effectively protect the accounts during these extreme volatile times and and based on what is going on and be expected to going, going forward in the future. So, you know, sometimes proper money management is being patient and letting the markets do their thing in the short term without overreacting in order to be able to properly navigate and take advantage of the appropriate time. Right. All bear markets have rebounds and kickback rallies, and before testing those lows again, as I mentioned earlier, bear markets do not go straight down. Even back in 2008, you may have thought it did, but it didn't. You know, we had 50% drops in the market, and that 50% drop didn't go straight from the peak. It took some time doing that. There were several good weeks and months in that bear market. Bear markets are a series of lower highs and lower lows, proper adjustment, and the need to be navigated and make appropriate times in order to prevent getting whipsawed. So right now, even though a lot of accounts look pretty bad in December, we're expecting a kickback rally. I think we're in the middle of it right now. At that time, we'll be able to tell what will be happening in the future, and we can make some more adjustments going forward. So, folks, for our clients, Bryce and I use tactical money management for a portion of the portfolio. In other words, we don't sit there and let you ride these bear markets down. In fact, right now, our portfolios are 50% hedged. And if you have um, uh, would like to discover what we actually do for our clients, I would invite you to come in and sit down with us and go through our process. It's a process that I think it's an eye-opening experience for, for most people. Uh, you're going to find out a lot about your investments. If you have mutual funds, you're going to find out you know what the fees are, both the hidden and the known. You're going to find out um, you know where your fund ranks amongst this peer group. Bryce, we had somebody come in a few weeks ago that yep. had the worst fund in the whole. It was like 1450 out of 1450 In that sector, yep. And, and they were actually paying good money to an advisor to put them in the, the worst fund possible. Right. You'll find out that kind of thing. You'll get a Social Security optimization. We're going to give you a written retirement plan. Bryce, how much do we charge for this? Last time I checked, Doug, it was zero. It was zero. That's exactly that's right. Still, that's still, we're still, that's still, still zero. Okay, good. Yep. Still zero. Call 336-391-3409. Folks, remember, you are listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show, heard locally here on 94.5 WPTI. We appreciate you being with us today. We can be reached at 336-391-3409. 
888-382-3409 or visit the website at thewealthguardians.com. Stay with us because when we come back, we will get into the details about what you need to be doing to protect your money in this type of environment and from the next major bear market. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I know that I fell in love with you. And if all my dreams come... Welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show. Well, there's been a lot of love for the financial markets the last several years because we have been on a straight-up bull run since late 2009. Unfortunately, we all know this love will not last, and a major bear market will be coming at some point. So how should we be investing today for growth and protection, guys? Well, JB, as you said, as we've been talking about, the financial markets have been on this historic long bull run, basically 10 years. In fact, it's been about 85 years since we had a bull run that's lasted this long. You know, the financial markets are incredibly difficult to predict. But the one thing that we do know for sure, and nobody's going to argue this, is that this current bull run will end at some point. It's just a matter of when and to what extreme. Now, this current correction that we're in right now, that could indeed turn into a major bear market, or it could simply just be the normal, healthy bull market correction that will be made up very quickly. But either way, a major bear market will occur at some point. So the key question is, are you prepared for it, Doug? Well, you know, the the most important critical question you have to ask yourself is, are my investment philosophy and strategy different now than they were several years ago? Right. Yeah, in other words, are you doing anything different these days to prevent a huge hit to your investment portfolio when the next major market correction hits? Most people are not. It's simply they employ the, the same type of traditional asset allocation and, and the buy and hold approach that they always have used. You know, you may have gotten mad at your broker back in 2008 when you were at Merrill Lynch or UBS and then you decided to move it to Edward Jones. You didn't do anything different. Right. You know, I mean, all you did is change labels on your statement. So it's the same approach. It's not going to help you prevent a major loss in your investment portfolio when the bear market comes. Albert Einstein said this, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If your plan did not protect you last time, what makes you think it's going to protect you the next time? And that's that's really the key question right there, Doug. Most people's philosophy and strategy are no different now than they have always been. And you and I see that when our clients come in, they talk about how they were hit in 2008, and we take a look at their portfolio, the exact same thing as what it was in 2008, and now they're 10 years closer to retirement on top of that. It, it, this means that your investment portfolio goes up when the market goes up, and it goes down when the market goes down. It means when the next market correction occurs, you're going to lose your money all over again and potentially big money. Now, who wants that? You know, the investment world's changed dramatically over the last several years. Technology continues to advance. Markets are global. Financial products continue to evolve. And to adapt to today's volatile, never-changing investment marketplace, you have to have an active risk management system in place that adjusts your holdings to always changing market environments. You need an investment system in place that will own positions and securities at all times that are favorable for whatever market environment we're in at that time. Now, this approach will fluctuate and take hits when the markets go through small corrections, just like 
we're going through now. No money manager investment philosophy or system can prevent all losses or normal corrections. But, and this is a big but, normal market corrections in single digits to 15% range is not going to kill you in the long run. Well, why is that, guys? I mean, how come losses up to around 15% won't hurt people in the long run? Well, you know, JB, to answer that question, let's take a minute and talk about the market losses. You know, unfortunately, many people do not properly understand how mathematics work in investing. And this lack of knowledge or misunderstanding is what can be extremely costly to the investors. This is for two main reasons. One, your losses count more than gains. And two, it can take a long time to make up for those losses. The bigger your loss, the longer it takes to get back to even. You know, JB, it's when investments lose ground, they must make up more ground percentage-wise just to get back to even. Mm-hmm. Now, to help folks understand this, let me share with you an example. Do the math, Doug. A few years ago, I had a conversation with a lady who contacted me to look over her investment accounts because she wasn't happy with the performance she'd received over the last several years. She was concerned that her accounts had not recovered very well since 2008. When At that time, she'd lost, the, in that market collapse, probably half 42% of her money, I think mm-hmm. it was. So after reviewing her performance, I showed her that, that she did, in fact, lose 42% back in 08 and 09 from its peak, and I also showed her that her investments were in the exact same things now as they were back then. And those specific funds had done pretty well since 2009. They were actually up 65%. Mm. So when I said this, she said, okay, Doug, if I lost 42% back then and I've gained 65% since then, why is my account value still lower than it was in 2009? She said, I really should be ahead by 20% or so. Right? Well, I understood what she was thinking here, but sadly, you know, I had to tell her this is not the way it works. Common misconception. Yeah. She said, I don't understand. So I explained it to her. Her balance in early 2008, before the market started heading down, was right around 300000 She took that 42% hit, so she lost 126000 and her balance was now 174000 From that point, the market started recovering, and her accounts went up 65% from that low point. So unfortunately, that 65% gain was off of her low balance, and 65% of $174,000 got her up to her current balance at $287,000. So even though she gained more than she lost over the last several years, percentage-wise, because of her capital base after the loss, her account balance was still below her $300,000 that she had back in 2008. So after explaining this to her and pointing it out on paper, she was absolutely shocked. No one had ever explained it like this to her. But this is how mathematics work in investing and why losses count more than gains, folks. Please understand that. It's a critical piece of information that you must understand. Unfortunately, most folks think if you lose a percentage of value, you just have to gain the same percentage to get back to even. Most people think if you lose 25 or 50%, all you got to do is get 25 or 50% back and presto, you're back to even. But again, it's just not the case. People have to realize that when you lose money in investments, you now have to gain more because your returns are now off of a lower base. 
And the more you lose, the more you have to gain to get back to even. Now, even now, when you put the numbers to it, if if your account loses ten percent, it isn't that big of a deal because all you need is about eleven percent to get back to even. If you lose twenty percent, you have twenty five percent to get back to even. If you lose thirty percent, you got to get a forty three percent return to get back to even. And folks, if you lose fifty percent like you did in 08, you got to get a hundred percent to get back to square one. And JB, this is why eventually everyone needs an investment system in place that's going to handle market corrections, keeping them within these normal corrections between the zero and fifteen percent that we're talking about. Again, it doesn't take much to make up those losses. But if you let it get away from you and your investments take this bigger hit of 20% or more, this is when the makeup is, is going to be exponential. And, and that means it takes bigger gain to get back the loss, just as Doug was talking about. So the losses count more than the gains. But if you can keep those losses to normal corrections, just like Doug said, single digit range, maybe up to 12 or 15%, then it's not going to hurt you over time. And we want everyone to remember that normal corrections in the market are going to happen. You're not going to dodge those. It doesn't matter what investment strategy you use. No money manager in the world, not us even, is going to be able to prevent the normal short-term corrections. But you have to be able to adjust and adapt to prevent the big hits. And if this current correction turns into something bigger, which obviously it potentially could, you don't want your accounts going down more than they already have. So how does a person do this? Um, And what exactly is active tactical investing systems or adaptive portfolio management. So JB, there are systems that adjust and adapt to different market conditions. There are systems that adjust and change your specific investment holdings based on a different market environment. This is much different than the traditional asset allocation or buy and hold approach that most people use in investing, which essentially just holds your same investments or percentage of stocks and bonds in the portfolio. Now, What Bryce and I do when we sit down with a pre-retiree or retiree and we design their portfolio, our goal is to build a portfolio that, number one, is going to grow over time and outpace inflation. But most importantly, we design it in such a manner that if it goes into another 2008 type downturn, we lose no more than 5 to 10 percent of the account value. Now, if we can keep it there, remember the math, folks. If you lose 10, you only have to earn 11 to get back to even, right? If you lose 50%, you have to earn 100% to get back to even. Now, Bryce, how do we do this? Well, Doug, uh, one of the first things that we do is we talk to our, our clients about their risk tolerance, and we make sure, I and mean, almost every time, they're, they're not in line, their assets are not in line with the risk tolerance that they've told us that they are they feel okay with. So in order to get them in line with that, uh, what we do on the assets on our management side is we use a product called BetaShield, which is a tactically managed program, unlike a strategic managed program, where it moves left and right with the market. It's not a buy and hold portfolio that you ride the waves, no matter how big the waves are crashing up and down. You move side to a side to avoid those waves, so to speak. And when we have that as part of the portfolio, and that portion there is designed to lose no more than, say, 20%, but that's only half of their portfolio, and the other half is not is situated so that they don't have any losses on that side, 
then that means their overall portfolio can reasonably be held around 10%. And that, in a nutshell, is how we get our clients to uh, in line with their retirement goals and their risk tolerance. Thank you, Bryce. And you know, folks, uh, unfortunately, the show went way too fast. So if you're interested in what we do and how we do it, give us a call at 336-391-3409. We'd love to sit down with you and talk about how we can control the downside volatility of your retirement nest egg. See you next week. Take care, everybody. The information provided is for educational purposes only and not intended as investment advice for any individual or entity. All information contained herein is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. The views presented today are those of Wealth Guardians and do not necessarily represent the views of the Alpha Star Capital Management. The opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not constitute financial, legal, or tax advice. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income refer only only to fixed insurance products offered by Wealth Guardians. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Please consult your financial professional before executing any financial strategy. Investment advisory services offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, a registered investment advisor. Alpha Star and Wealth Guardians are independent entities.